Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Best Buy Co. Inc., ticker symbol BBY. So we're looking at Best Buy as a subscriber request today. Best Buy also has a very high dividend yield compared to a lot of other businesses in the S&P 500. Currently, they're paying out a 4.1% dividend yield. Best Buy is trading for $81.23 per share currently, and their stock price is down 30% over the last year, although it was down quite a bit more than this back in late October, although they've rebounded pretty sharply since then. Over the last five years, Best Buy is compounding at a rate of 6.5% annually. Over the last 10 years, Best Buy has done extremely well. They've compounded their stock price at a rate of 19% annually. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the past nearly 18 years, Best Buy has only compounded at a rate of 3.5% annually, so their stock price has not even doubled over this period although they have been paying out quite a bit in dividends. So Best Buy is currently trading about $20 above their 52-week low. They're down $40 from their 52-week high. They have about 3% of their shares outstanding currently sold short, and Best Buy has over an $18 billion market cap. For additional background about the company, with $52 billion in fiscal 2022 sales, Best Buy is the largest pure play consumer electronics retailer in the United States, with roughly 10.5% share of the aggregated market and north of 40% share of offline sales. Best Buy generates the bulk of its sales in-store, with mobile phones and tablets, computers, and appliances representing the three largest categories. Recent investments in e-commerce fulfillment accelerated by the COVID-19 pandemic have seen the U.S. e-commerce channel roughly double from pre-pandemic levels, with management estimating that it will represent a mid 30% proportion of sales moving forward. As of January of 2022, Best Buy had more than 1,100 stores. This company was formerly known as Sound of Music Inc. and Best Buy was incorporated in 1966 and is headquartered in Richfield, Minnesota. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Best Buy based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis will continue to evolve and improve over time. It's still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting off with some of the key points around a potential long thesis for Best Buy, the Best Buy total tech program should increase touch points with the firm's best customers, increasing spending and frequency relative to pre-programmed behavior. Key point number two, improving route densities should strengthen the margin profile of small parcel e-commerce sales with 35% of store hubs now accounting for 70% of ship from store volume. And three, with digital sales volume projected to hit roughly double pre-COVID-19 pandemic levels, Best Buy should better compete for online volumes that it has historically ceded to online competitors. Then some of the key points around a potential short thesis for the business. The U.S. retail industry remains overbuilt with the consumer electronics category seeing average square footage declines and aggregate offline sales declines in the low single digits annually. Two, vendor concentration could result in softening wholesale discounts, lower vendor allowances, or worse product availability over time, particularly if the direct consumer channel continues to grow for key suppliers. And three, service and accessory attach rates remain higher in in-store channels, posing a modest headwind as the digital mix remains permanently higher. So hopefully that offers a potentially balanced perspective of some of the long and short key qualitative points around Best Buy's business. Now let's get into their financials. So starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So there are two key reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are gonna be captured here by return on capital. The second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by asking for a benchmark of 14% or higher here, 
We can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off the overall quality of the business being about twice as good as average. Best Buy actually earns very high returns on capital. The lowest they got to over this period was 27% in their fiscal 2020, and they've actually done pretty well post the COVID-19 pandemic. Over their last 12 months, Best Buy is earning about 34% return on capital, and averaged out over this time frame, Best Buy is bringing in about 36% returns on capital. So this is a strong check on metric number one. That's better than double the benchmark we were looking for. And that's an average return on capital that's nearly five times better than that of an average business. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of the business. We're looking for five-year growth in their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows. And this metric is going to be all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. So over this time, Best Buy has grown their revenues by nearly 19%, including their last 12 months worth of numbers. Their earnings are also up, growing more than 77%. However, while it does look like they increased their free cash flows from their fiscal 2018 to their fiscal 2022, over their last 12 months, their free cash flows are actually down 43% from where they were in 2018. And that in large part comes from a nearly $1.3 billion charge their accounts receivable. So if you're interested in learning more, so if you'd be interested in learning more about what happened there with their free cash flows, I would direct you to the company's annual reports and their recent earnings call statements to be able to dig into the details there. Because their free cash flows are down, this means that this is going to be our first X here on metric number two. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Best Buy on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the past five years. So Best Buy has grown their earnings very strongly and at the same time they've been buying back a lot of shares. So Best Buy over the last five years has repurchased about 23% of their shares outstanding. So in this earnings per share equation, both the numerator, their earnings are up and the denominator, their shares outstanding are down. So this is very strong earnings per share growth for a mature business like Best Buy. This is a massive check here on metric number three. And this is important that they're making these share buybacks because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business buys back shares by decreasing the amount of stock that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage in the business, which is going to increase your percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if Best Buy is making an acquisition of itself, at least partially. So we want businesses that are buying back shares when they're trading for below their intrinsic value, and it looks attractive based off their other opportunities. Ultimately, what matters here is that the business is going to get more value than what they're paying for in price. So again, if you're interested in learning more about that, you'd want to dig in and hear more about management's commentary around some of their recent share buybacks. So far through our first three metrics, we have two checks and one X. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. So even though their free cash flows are down from where they were at in 2018, their buybacks have more than offset their free cash flow losses over this time. So on a per share basis over their last 12 months, Best Buy is bringing in about $5.24 worth of free cash flows. So this is up from where they were at in 2018. And so this is another check here on metric number four. So then for metric number five, we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of potentially poor outcomes. We want their net debt, which is their total debt minus cash and short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that Best Buy has produced over the last five years. So Best Buy ended their fiscal 2022 with $1 billion worth of net debt. They've increased this to the highest it's been over these last five years, and currently they have $3 billion worth of net debt. However, over their last five years, Best Buy has brought in more than $11.5 billion worth of free cash flow. Based off of their abilities to produce free cash flow, 
Best Buy had plenty of cash flows coming in to be able to support this debt load. They could pay off all of their net debt with only a year and a half of their average free cash flows. And so it looks like they're using a very reasonable, very modest amount of leverage in their business. This is another check on metric number five. So far through our first five metrics, we have four checks and only one X. Then our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield and potentially give us another reason to be interested in Best Buy. So we're using their total enterprise value here because it's taking into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And it's gonna give us a perspective of the business that's more indicative of the economic reality of Best Buy. And that'll be more similar to as if Best Buy were a private company. So Best Buy currently has a 21 and a billion dollar total enterprise value. Over the last five years, we learned that they produced $11.6 billion worth of free cash flow. This means that in an average year, Best Buy is producing about $2.3 billion worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their $2.3 billion worth of their average free cash flows by their $21.4 billion total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield of about 10.7%. That's more than double that 5% benchmark we're looking for here. And that's nearly three times better than that of the yield of the 10-year treasury rate. So this is a massive check here on metric number six. It looks like Best Buy is interesting based off of their historical abilities to produce free cash flows compared to how the business is currently being valued. It's worth being aware of that over their last 12 months, they're producing a lot less free cash flow than where they've been at historically. Best Buy has produced about $1.2 billion worth of free cash flow over their last 12 months. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $1.2 billion of their last 12 months of free cash flow by their $21.4 billion total enterprise value, that still gives us a 5.6% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. So again, even with their declining cash flows recently, that would still be potentially offering us that risk premium that we were looking for here. Just because metric number six looks potentially attractive here does not mean that you're necessarily gonna run out and go buy Best Buy right now. This is only one of six of our metrics and this analysis is not financial advice. It's meant to be taken in holistically. We'll talk about some of the resources that you can use as next steps to learn more about Best Buy in just a little bit. So then here we're taking a look at Best Buy's dividend profile. So Best Buy currently pays out a 4.1% dividend yield, which is well above that of an S&P 500 ETF, which is yielding about 1.5% currently. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividend yields. So it's important to stop and look at the underlying fundamentals of a business and to determine whether that company's dividends are well supported by their earnings or free cash flows, depending on the type of business. For Best Buy, we want their dividends to be well supported by their cash flows. And in all five of these years, Best Buy has increase their dividend payouts. And at the same time, they've grown their free cash flows from where they were at in 2018. In all five of these fiscal years and over their last 12 months, Best Buy has been producing plenty of free cash flows to comfortably support an increasing dividend yield. So even with their cash flows coming down recently, it still looks like they'd have a margin of safety here to continue potentially increasing their dividends going into the future. And so although this is no guarantee for what future results may hold for the company, Best Buy's dividend does look like it's in pretty good shape moving forward. Then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Best Buy. So a discounted cash flow model, just like any other model in any other discipline, is going to have its outputs be sensitive to its inputs. We're using historical assumptions based off Best Buy's abilities to grow their free cash flows over the past 20 years. So it's up to you to do the work to determine whether or not these are going to be potentially appropriate and accurate going forward. 
to give us a baseline projected estimate of Best Buy over the next 20 years or so. So starting with their current free cash flows per share, then assuming a growth stage for the business over the next 10 years, where they grow their current free cash flows at a rate of 12% annually, then using a terminal stage over the 10 years out after that, where this growth rate falls in half. If we add in their tangible book value today, and we're seeking a potential 10% rate of return from Best Buy, then it looks like a potential fair value for the business is about $109 per share. So it does look like there would be some margin of safety if we're using those assumptions. So there are some reasons why those assumptions may not necessarily pan out. One is that this discount rate would be including their dividend payouts. Currently, they're paying out a 4.1% dividend yield. And still with their dividend payout and their stock price performance over the past nearly two decades, this 10% rate of return would be better than how the company has performed over the last nearly two decades. Additionally, as a business reaches maturity, its growth rates will often slow down or decline. So from today's valuations, it looks like you could reasonably expect about a 13% rate of return going forward from Best Buy. Please keep in mind that the most important point here is that this is not financial advice. This is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your rating experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So in summary, Best Buy checks the box on five out of six of our metrics. They're earning very high returns on capital that are averaging out at about 36%. They've grown their revenues and their earnings over the last five years, but their free cash flows are down quite a bit. That's again, in part to a major change in their accounts payable. Over the last five years, Best Buy has also repurchased about 23% of their shares outstanding. And even though they've added on some debt recently to their business, they produced more than enough free cash flow over the last five years to be able to comfortably support these debt loads if their abilities to produce free cash flows continue like that out into the future. Even though their free cash flows have come down recently over their last 12 months, still on both a current and an average basis, compared to their enterprise value yield, it does look like Best Buy is potentially offering an attractive risk premium to that of the 10-year treasury rate yield right now. Then their dividend profile looks like it's in pretty good shape. Even though they're paying out a market-beating 4.1% yield, it looks like they're able to comfortably support their dividends based off the cash flows that they're bringing in. And then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Best Buy. If you've done the work and you believe that those historical growth assumptions are going to be applicable going forward into the future, then you could reasonably expect about a 13% rate of return going forward from Best Buy from today's valuations. So it's worth reiterating that this is not financial advice. It's up to you to do your own due diligence, and this is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Instead, this analysis serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether or not it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Best Buy. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct deeper research into a business as if you're going to own 
own 100% of it, and you can truly understand that business inside and out and understand what's important and what's not important for Best Buy going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Best Buy, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Best Buy Co. Inc., ticker symbol BBY. As mentioned, Best Buy was a subscriber request, and they're paying out a very high dividend yield currently, so I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Best Buy with me, and have a great day.